What's up, everyone? It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back once again to the channel. I am very happy to introduce to you my guest for today because she was kicking ass at Impact Wrestling Knockouts Knockdown this past weekend. And now here she is with me. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lady Frost. What's up, Lady Frost? What a great intro. I love it. <laughs> I'm so glad. You know, intros always make me nervous because it's what it's like your first introduction, like that the guest right. gets to who the interviewer is. And like if you mess up your intro, yeah. like, it's not a good start. You have to get it right. <laughs> exactly. So there's been times where like I've messed up my intro and I'm like, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. Now I have to work really hard in this interview so that this person, you know, the person I'm interviewing has a good time. But honestly, I meant what I said though, you know, watching the show and just seeing, you know, so many different women on the show, it was so exciting to see. And you were one of the faces where I was just like, oh my God, I am now a Lady Frost, like major stand. Like I thought you really stood out in the show. So say <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. That means a lot. I hope that uh, anyone seeing me for the first time kind of got a good taste of what I'm about. So, no, it's really great. So, I can, let's, you know what? Let's start there. Let's start with Knockouts Knockdown because, you know, you were announced for the show and I kind of had like a mixture of people that, you know, that I was new to seeing for the very first time. And then I also had people that I kind of knew a little bit and then people that obviously, you know, I'm very familiar with, et cetera. And when you came out, one of the things that immediately caught my eye was, oh my God. This girl has such a unique look. And right away, I was like kind of like enthralled to seeing like what you were going to bring to the table. And then you go out there and you have this match uh, with Rachel Allery and kicking off the show. And I just thought to myself, what? Like, she is fantastic. So <laughs> let's kind of start there. What were your thoughts, you know, being part of the Knockouts Knockdown? What did you think of the show? How did you feel about your match? Let's go there. All right. So. I will start with, I love impact. I love the locker room. I love the energy, the vibe. Mickey and Gail are amazing. Um, they're really presenting such a positive light with women's wrestling and everyone working together right now just to create a good product because when you work together, you get a better result. So um, in that regard, I absolutely was honored to be there. But if we're going to talk about the entrance and the match itself, I'm going to get really candid because I just told someone this story and Unless you were at the tapings, you wouldn't know this. Um, we, I'll get real somber. We um, had just done a 10 bell salute for Daphne. And um, it was it was emotional. It was really, really, really difficult um, to see everyone's emotion and tears. And um, we exited the ring. And then within 30 seconds, my music hit. I was the very first match of the taping right after that. So, um, getting into the right headspace so quickly was something that you can't prepare for, right? Like you go into these matches and you, you think this is the biggest opportunity of my career. And then you're faced with yet another one right before the biggest opportunity. So um, it was, it was definitely a challenge to get right into the zone and to enter, you know, right away. But it was for a lack of better term, very, very cool because the audience was, incredible like I was very well received and I wasn't I didn't know what to expect that's the first time I hit the curtain um for the whole weekend of tapings and to get such a warm reception <laughs> um was was pretty awesome so that definitely helped uh with with my intent with my purpose so I had a blast uh Rachel was incredible obviously a very formidable opponent um but I think we had you know a great back and forth it felt like we told a story and 
we definitely said, hey, this is what you're going to get in the best women's wrestling on impact. I think you're definitely right on that because one of the things that was very, that came through very much in this match was kind of like the different styles that you guys were bringing to this match, but it worked together so nicely. So it was very enjoyable to see, uh, to see that, you know, put together. And honestly, I thought that you guys really set the tone for the entire night. And, you know, as the opening match, you definitely want to do that. And I'll tell you, like, you know, you mentioned right now that you were in a different headspace or, you know, you had to adjust your headspace really fast. I honestly would not have known because you could not tell whatsoever like you went out there you did your job and like even doing the post-show review that I did afterwards it was like immediately I was like okay Lady Frost is one of my standouts of the night so I did not even notice that at all so congratulations on that honestly so let's kind of talk about you know, we mentioned all of the different women that were on the show. And you also mentioned Gail Kim, uh, who's obviously, you know, she is a legend in her own right and all that she has done for women's wrestling. Also, Awesome Kong was there as well. What was the vibe like backstage amongst the women? And did you get any direct, uh, did you have any direct conversations with Gail or Awesome Kong or anybody that essentially gave you any sort of feedback either before your match or after your match? Um. The energy was a little different for this just because of the circumstances, right? We, we all kind of suffered a loss in some capacity and it directly affected a lot of people. So the energy was very back and forth, but it was also very much so that we needed to deliver, right? We had such, such a role, I think, to fill with everything that was happening. Um, but the feedback afterwards was really good. I think everyone was focused on their own kind of thing. There were so many matches happening. Um, but the feedback was great. And, you know, it, it's hard because wrestling is subjective. But I think everyone kind of agreed we definitely set the tone. <laughs> and that yes. felt good. It wasn't like we shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, as long as we're not shitting the bed. But you know yeah. what? Let me ask you about that. Because it is true. Like, you know, when you do these events and then like immediately, like I know there's a lot of talent that they'll go to social media and see what people are saying. Is that something you do? Or do you just like, okay, if it comes into my mentions, great, but I'm not gonna, you know, go out there looking for it. What's your like, what's your, what's your routine? I'm, I'm different all the time, I think. So because this was pre-taped, there there wasn't anything to go to right afterwards. So you had to revel in it. You had to feel the experience, which was so much more beneficial. You you want to enjoy the experience and not just go right to whatever, did, what did everyone else think? You know, I, I feel like it felt better live because we had such a connection with the audience. Um, and there were so many moments I felt like they were invested. And that doesn't always come across on television. You get commentary, you get other things, but um, I felt really, really great about being in the moment. Um, but otherwise, I do go and check the comments because it's important to um, to a new audience for me. I feel like not everyone knows who I am. So I want to see, you know, what do they think of the character, the look, because I am different. So it's kind of like, are you going to embrace that I'm different? Or are they going to be like, what the heck is this? This isn't like our standard. <laughs> um, but I I try not to get too invested, right? It's like, uh, you can't please everyone. It doesn't matter what you do in any walk of life. So I take it with a grain of salt and just kind of like skim through. I don't, I haven't been much of like a vanity searcher. I really try not to do that, but um, it's a slippery slope for sure. 
It is a slippery slope because there's certain days where I feel like you're above it and you're like, I'm not going to like worry. Like if I get in at a comment, no big deal. And then there's a days yeah. where you're like everything shit. And then you get a bad yeah. comment and it's just like the cherry on top of a yes. bad day. So it is one of those things, but I feel at the same time, like I get it. Like you want to see, you know, uh, you know what you want to see if the people are liking what you're bringing to the table, but at the same yeah. time you want to want to see so many negative comments that it starts affecting your work, you know? Correct. So yeah. what I do want to ask you, because, you know, as somebody that, you know, obviously got to see the entire show and, you know, we talked about different women. It was so much fun that every single match told a different story, offered a different vibe. Like we saw something mm -hmm. different from every single match uh, for you. What did you think or who were some of the people that you were just like, oh, my God, I am so impressed by this person. Was there anybody that you came out a bigger fan of uh, during this night? I'm not sure if I could have been a bigger fan of Mercedes uh, Martinez, but I love her. I adore her. I think she is incredible. Um, but, but after watching her and Rachel, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, that's what wrestling is, right? Um, it told a very different story. I'm clearly a high flyer. I can't, I can't do what Mercedes does, right? That's why we all have a niche. That's why we're all important and bring something else to the table, which makes for great entertainment. Um, but I thought that they had a banger. Like, it was amazing. I was watching backstage, and I remember a moment where they were, like, grabbing for the shoestrings, right, on the apron. And I was just like, I'm so invested. I'm grabbing with you. Like, um, that was the standout match for me. Um, and honestly, I love them both. I have, I have only great things to say about them and everyone on the roster, honestly. I don't I don't have anything bad to say, nor would I do it here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? You're like, yeah. exactly. I love that. So I do have to ask you because you're somebody that, you know, you've been making the rounds, you've been popping up in different places, you know, you've been putting in the work, you've been hustling, all of that good stuff. So I do have to ask you, have there been any conversations between you and Impact Wrestling in terms of maybe coming on full time? Look at you. <laughs> you did. You, you can give me whatever answer you feel comfortable giving me. I'm not going to force you. If you want to say no, no comment, I know. we can move um, on. Don't worry. I think there have been talks with numerous companies and some non-conversations with other companies. That's, that's what I will say. Um, some of them I... I think I decided that it wasn't a good fit and others I'm still kind of waiting for. And that's not to say that a different company isn't a good fit, right? Like I'm, I'm kind of, I am making the rounds everywhere and I, I'm not in a rush. Um, I think it's important to be um, looked at the way that you want to be seen, right? I don't want to just get somewhere to say that I got there and then I'm someone different or I'm not being used the way that I want. I think that's important right now. We kind of have that decision to make um so I'm just kind of like here's me if you want it let's see what you want to do with it <laughs> that's that's where I'm at <laughs> I like that because that is very smart you know there are times where you know uh, and I see this a lot as an avid social media person I always see people saying oh this person would be a great fit in this company this person would be a great fit in this company and I'm guilty of that I do that all the time as well but at the same time it's like only like talent themselves 
only yes. they know where exactly they are a good yes. and to there are people that um may not you know have that awareness and it seems like you do where you're like aware of you know what you need from a company and what you can bring to a company and to have that you know back and forth relationship so that's kind of what i kind of sense from your answer yes i think it's important to feel wanted but to enjoy where you're working right if you go somewhere and you're miserable every day i don't want to live like that you know, I think uh, I'm to a point where it's not a big deal just to say that I have a contract. That's yes. not really my goal. I think I want to leave uh, an impression on the industry. I want to leave it better than I found it. I want little girls to look up to me. I want um, gymnasts and high flyers to have like, I don't know, not copy my moves. Cause right now it's like, Oh, don't do what I do. That was mine. <laughs> I try not to be that way, but eventually like, we're I all retire, human. <laughs> I know uh, when I retire, I want wrestlers to be like, I got that from lady frost. You know what I mean? Um, I want to make a mark. It's not about money all the time. or just saying I signed a piece of paper. So um, if I'm staying true to me and what I want to bring for the next, however many years, then I'll be happy. That's really, really great. So I, I really love this, honestly, because I just feel like there's so many different options now where like you don't have to have like not everybody's career goals are exactly the same and you have different, you know, visions of yourself. And I think that's really, really awesome. So I do kind of want to go ahead and kind of, you know, talk a little bit about um, I want to go back a little bit. So we did start off with with impact and knockouts, knockdown and all of that. But I want to kind of rewind to the you know beginning of your career. And I want to kick things off with that match that you had on WWE Monday Night Raw against Asuka. I mean, it was it was your in-ring debut and it was also you know, it was a squash match, right? But I could only imagine, uh, I want to get your thoughts on how you felt making, uh, you know, having this match on such a big <laughs> platform with an opponent like Asuka. What was that like? So the funny thing is uh, the first like year, year and a half of my career, I was like, can I stop talking about this? Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, but <laughs> now I realize that people actually know me for Lady Frost and not for Jamie Frost. And I tell this story and even wrestlers now they're like, what? I didn't even know that story. So it's kind of cool to circle back. Um, I was three months into training. I didn't even know the international or how to put a match together or anything at all. I wasn't a wrestler. I was a manager only. Um, my husband said, just fill the paperwork out. Let's go. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so I, I literally, I, I only had manager gear, which I had high heels and like the lace duster and like no wrestling gear. Right. So long story short, they like, they get me in the ring. They bump me around, just test me out. And they're like, all right, you're in, find some, I had to find, um, shorts to go under my one piece i i had thankfully black air air max tennis shoes that i had worn to the venue for like the all black thing so i had shoes that i could wear not wrestling shoes like gym shoes um oscar was amazing and it was uh they they gave me a piece of paper and said uh you're gonna do a promo we'll film it so if you need a couple times it's fine and i said okay the guy comes back t like two minutes later and he said, so he's like, did you look over the promo? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, did, did you memorize it? And I said, yes. And he said, can I hear it? So I said, sure. I just delivered the promo first take. And he was like, oh, okay, I, I'll be back. So he leaves. I don't know who he talked to, what happened, but they made me do the promo like three more times. 
And I'm in Gorilla, and they're like, do you need to go over the promo again? I'm like, no, I'm fine. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just retained it. It was short. It was 30 seconds. They're like, no, do it again, like, for whoever else. So this whole time they're telling me it's not live. I get down the ramp, and, like, Oscar's music hits, and I'm like, when are we doing this promo? <laughs> and, like, I still, they're like, stand right here by the ring. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, boy, we're doing this shit live. <laughs> so. To me, the only, like, my mindset was, this is this is a job interview. Like, this is it. This is my first introduction to pro wrestling. And I knew that I just wanted to deliver. I didn't really feel a lot of pressure because I think at that point, I didn't, I didn't have expectations, right? Like, I didn't go through independent wrestling long enough. I hadn't cut a promo before. It was just like, here's the task. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability. Um... I got kicked in the head pretty, pretty good. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I sold well, but I, it helped that I got kicked in the head for real. <laughs> Safely-ish. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, um, it was the best experience that you could ever have, I think, on a, a huge stage. I trended on Twitter. I didn't even know what Twitter was. I just started it two months prior because I was Ellie Fredericks. So my husband's like, Ellie Fredericks is Jamie Frost. And then I was like, do I change my name to Jamie Frost? What do I do? Um, and no one knew me as Ellie Fredericks. I was a nobody. I was a manager. So I changed my handle. And I was like, do they own Jamie? I don't know how this works. Like, I had no idea. I had no clue. And I think I'm pretty sure I got heat from people that didn't even know me because I put myself over too much on Twitter. Like, I didn't know how you it worked. Should. I tweeted everything. <laughs> now, right, I'd be hammering those. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh, she didn't work for anything. She just waltzed on in. But like, you know what I do to people that just waltz on in now from the street? Good for you. You have a look. You delivered. You're going to make money. They want you. It's not my spot. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's whatever is meant to be then. So um, it took me a while to get over people's response to it and to actually enjoy it and be able to talk about it in a positive way now. Like, now I can say, yes, it was freaking awesome. <laughs> Well, I see it like I like from an outsider's perspective, it's like, you know, a, in your career, you have these moments and, you know, there's always going to be like those nerves. Like, uh, I'm sure when you go into a match, when you go into an opportunity, you still kind of have like the nervousness, you know, there. But it, when you go back and you think of things that you have done and you're like, man, if I survive that, then I can do anything. So I kind of feel like, you know, it's kind of starting where you started at there. It could kind of be like a like a future lesson for, you know, future you when you're like, oh, my God, can I do this? Yeah. Hell yeah, I can because yes. I did that. So I almost, that's how I see it. Like just hearing your story, I feel like that's a good way to look at it. I did too. And I think um, it took me a while to understand that like nothing was ever going to feel that huge again. Like I was wrestling in uh, a fairground getting changed in a box truck like months after that, right? Like <laughs> It's like highs and lows, right? Yeah. <laughs> happened so yeah there's like the honeymoon phase lasted one day and then it's like here's the box truck it's 90 degrees out get out there kid and you're like what the hell is happening but uh pro wrestling so yeah. I clearly loved it enough to stick it out and finish training I debuted probably way too soon but you know I see it happening right now in AEW dark a lot of people are having their first matches right out of training school and you're like Oh, this is a little bit of a train wreck, but like it's experience, right? It's the best experience you can get in front of a crowd. They know what they're getting. Um, but I, I definitely learned as I went. 
for sure that first like six months, but, um, but yeah, we made it here. Lots of work. <laughs> exactly. And you know, that work didn't come that obviously you didn't get to this point without doing the work. And, you know, like I said earlier, you're going around, you're making the rounds and getting all of this, you know, doing the independent wrestling scene, which is not easy whatsoever. So let's go into that a little bit. Like, you know, you, you, I feel like you definitely agree, like not it being easy. Tell us a little bit about some of the challenges, some of the, you know, the difficulties of what, what is it really like to, you know, go out there and be an independent wrestler, but not even that, but also adding the fact that you are a woman, which presents to it a whole other layer of difficulties. I mean, there are so many layers to this onion. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> it, it would be like a, probably a negative conversation right now if we got too far into like what independent wrestling entails, especially as a female. Um, I do think it's important to stand our ground as women, as humans, um, regardless if it's creative control or bookings. Um, being forced in a, a weird situation with hotel rooms and flights and information and phone numbers. Like it's, it's very sketch. I think I don't go through as much of it because I'm very openly married with my partner on Twitter. So I get less of the advances. Um, but you know, I'm also older. I've lived a lot of life. I'm, I'm not in my twenties. Should I say that? Oh, um, <laughs> Hey, that's okay. We yeah. have to stop giving. We need to stop putting this time clock on women. All right, yeah. all right. That's it. We got to get rid of all that. Right. We we got that off <laughs> off the table. So, hi, nice to meet you. I'm in my thirties. Um, but yeah, I think I face less challenges being a little bit older and knowing knowing how to stand up for myself. And as far as independent wrestling as a whole, there you're going to go through more heartbreak than than the highs like the rewards are not nearly as uh bountiful as the heartbreak and i i don't think i'm the only one that would say that it's painful but you know if you truly care about something that's why you get heartbroken because it matters right it's important to you you put a lot into into it you invest everything we we sold our house we moved to baltimore we moved to philly we we did it all like three times to chase the dream uh, for different companies, for Ring of Honor, for Shakara, that was under the banner of WWE at the time. Um, the world shut down. That was a different heartbreak. We ended up back in Pittsburgh, and I was done. Like, I actually, I haven't told this story, but, like, I wanted, I was done. Like, I told my husband, I'm good. I said, we moved back to Pittsburgh. Uh, I just want the house with the fence and the dogs. And I said, what do normal people do? Sit and watch Netflix and just... I don't know, eat ice cream on the couch. Like that's what I want. But um, he got a, an opportunity to work at Bloodsport and that was on his bucket list. So I said, I'm not gonna take that away from you. We'll go down to Florida for Mania Week and I will take this booking because you got Bloodsport and um, one booking turned into a couple bookings turned into, do you wanna be our champion? Oh shit, am I allowed to say that crap? And I'm swearing. Uh, you can definitely um, curse on here. That's not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, winning the championship for the company that I worked for in Mania, um, or at Mania Weekend, and everything, for a lack of better terms, snowballed from there. And wrestling sucked me back in, but this time it was so much more positive. And I think that because I went in like, I don't need you, I don't want you, it embraced me, right? It's just like a relationship. If you're holding on too tight, you're obsessive. I want, I want, I want, it's off-putting. So then when you're like, I don't need you, I don't really care anymore, then it's like, oh, here are all these great things. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, 
So <laughs> I've kind of kept that energy where it's just like, I want to want it, but you have to want me enough. Like, I, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> like, I don't need pro wrestling to survive, to breathe, to live. I know I have a life. I'm a human outside of Lady Frost. Um, but if you want to pay Lady Frost a lot of money, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so here's my question to you is when you say that you were done, you had this moment of that's it, I'm moving on, etc. Was it a specific thing that made you decide like, that's it, I can't do this no more? Or was it like a culmination of everything that you kind of just talked about right now? It was a lot of uh, a culmination. So when I said we sold our house and we moved to Baltimore, that was for the Ring of Honor dojo. Um, we didn't get contracts. We weren't getting um, pushed per se. Um, we didn't have any matches. I think I had two dark matches maybe. Um, my husband didn't have any. And then uh, Chikara was under a deal with WWE. They asked us to move to Philly and become different characters. So we spent a lot of money on new gear, a mask. People didn't even know I was the Red Queen and he was the one I jacked. Um, so we invested into all new characters. We left pretty proper behind um, and said, all right, this is the next place. Like, this is the goal. Let's do this. We have a great trainer. And we learned all these things. We, we were loving it. And then the world shut down and there was no more filming. There was no wrestling. There was nothing. And the deal got pulled uh, from the table. And we all kind of know maybe-ish what happened to Shakara in the meantime. So yeah, we moved back to Pittsburgh and I felt like, heartbroken all over again because we had tried to do this I think for the past year and a half moving our life with no family no friends no anything new cities um and it was just all over frustrating like either it was we didn't feel wanted we didn't feel appreciated or we spent all this time money energy into trying to become something else for some other company that wasn't our idea and it's it's depleting right you just feel um empty I think it just took a lot from us. And at that point, I wasn't real willing to move anywhere else for wrestling. Um, I just said, I, I want to be home again. I want family. I want friends. I want to know who I am as a person, not who Lady Frost is or the Red Queen is because you lose who you are when you are so invested in wrestling. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do anymore. Like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? Um, not what is Lady Frost like? So I think I just got to a point where I was like, that that's it. I don't think we're getting signed anywhere. I think we're, we're too old for this. I think, you know, our bodies are beat up. I think no one wants us. Um, so it was definitely all of those things. Oh my God. And it's so, it's just, it's so insane to me because it's like, I totally get like everything. And I'm so glad like that you're talking about this because I think a lot of people, you know, they really only see the rise, you know, a lot of people only see like, Oh, she's on AEW. Oh, she's, you know, now she's on impact wrestling. People don't see like the entire struggle and everything that leads up to those rewards. Yeah those far and few in between rewards that it takes a lot of struggle. It's not something that happens overnight, but now here you are. And like I said, like just watching you on that show, it was just like, dude, um, excuse me. Why isn't she on, you know, WWE, AEW, TV, <laughs> somebody who's, you know, constantly talking about women's wrestling and seeing what's out there. It's like, I definitely think that you're somebody that can bring something exciting to the table. And that was definitely what I got from the night. So now uh, let's talk a little bit about like right now, like in terms of, you know, we talked about 
you know, you having conversations with people, et cetera. What are your goals now? Like seeing the opportunities that have come about your way, even when you least expected it. Yeah. Do, you, do you have like, what is like your, your, your vision, so to say? Uh, I've learned to not really put expectations on anything. Um, it's the same when people ask me what my dream match or dream opponent is. Uh, I'm not being rude or inconsiderate to Rachel Ellering. She was not on my list and she's been my favorite match, my favorite opponent, right? You don't know who you can create magic with. It just happens when it happens. There's chemistry when there's chemistry. Um, and I think, you know, like I said about my goals as a wrestler, I want people, I want them to reflect on my career and leave something that they can kind of follow into or lead by example and be someone different. I do want to be something different. I think we all kind of do, but um, I don't want to emulate anyone else. Um, I don't, I don't want to be a carbon copy. Uh, so as far as who's going to make those dreams a reality, I don't know right now, <laughs> but I know that um, everywhere is trying really hard right now to focus on women's wrestling. I think impact has always had a great, great roster. It doesn't get enough, enough love and attention. I hope it is now. I know their, their hardcore fans have always appreciated um their um i can't think i get dropped in my head a lot <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, impact this is one of the things that i've said and so many people have said this but it's impact wrestling was doing a lot for women's wrestling before you know here in the united states before we started to see you know bigger promotions do something for women's wrestling uh they yes. were definitely ahead of the curve ahead of the trend sort of say yes. and they if it wasn't for like we mentioned earlier if it wasn't for you know a lot of what gail kim and awesome kong did we wouldn't be here right now honestly correct right and they do put a lot of emphasis, emphasis. I found the word, I couldn't even say it properly. <laughs> they put a lot of <laughs> emphasis on the women's division, but they also allow like mixed tags, intergender wrestling, which I think would be a great fit for Pretty Proper. It's one of my goals, I think, for my hubby and I to wrestle together. If we could be an intergender tag forever, I would love it. But, you know, it's really crazy now I'm in this spot where I was a heel forever. I just, that's all that we ever worked together as heel. And now we're not working as a tag team. We're being split up and wrestling as individuals. And they're like, okay, you're a baby face today. And I'm like, I, I don't know how though. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> so, and I think people meet me and they're like, no, you're not a bad guy. And I was like, yes, I am. Like when I get in the ring, like, that's just what Lady Frost does. I don't know. Like I'm not, but um, I've, I've been challenged with these different roles. Good guy, bad guy, intergender wrestling, singles wrestling. It's just, you have to rise up. You just have to meet the occasion and the opportunity. And I feel like that's all that I can do right now is meet every occasion, meet every opportunity and give what I have to offer. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited for you. Like, honestly, just like listening to you and you're like so open and so conversational. Uh, like, I'll tell you, like, I interview a lot of people. Okay. Like I, I could tell so much about people yes. when I interview them. And like, it's the best interviews are always with people like you that are just like so open and, you know, willing to talk about anything. And it's just, it's so much fun. And like, I feel like I feel a lot of good energy, like here today, like you just even like talking to you. So I'm very excited uh, to see what you're 
going to do in the future. And honestly, like, I don't think that uh, what you or any of the other women did on this show is uh, a knockouts knockdown is going to go unnoticed. I think people are definitely noticing that, especially just based off the conversations, you know, I've had with people on social media, you know, other conversations that I've seen other people have. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty cool to see that. So Lady Frost, I feel like we can talk forever, but I don't want to take yeah. up too much of your time. And I do want to do uh, the second portion of our video. But before we get to the second portion, I kind of want to end this video with you plugging in uh, anything you'd like to plug in. Uh, what I would like to plug in is um, right now we're doing a tag me in campaign and it's mental health awareness. I want everyone to feel open to tell their stories. Uh, I haven't shared mine, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not in the conversation, that I'm not supporting it. I want everyone to know that I'm 100% behind that. Um, you talk when you're, when you're ready on your own time and it doesn't have to be on social media. It doesn't have to be for an audience. Um, I'm a big proponent of that. It's, um, you go through things internalized um, and, and heal the way that you need to heal. So um, other than that, I'm real Lady Frost on all my handles. I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> I love it. Don't worry. I'm going to post all of your social media links in the description box below. Please give Lady Frost some love. Seriously, go click on her links there in the description box of this video. Please do not forget to give this video a like and subscribe to the channel for more. Until next time, I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Lady Frost and we'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone.